From Kindred Church, your inclusive church family. This podcast is a collection of sermons from our weekly worship services in Durham, North Carolina. Whatever your background is, wherever you are on your faith journey, we hope this message helps you take your next steps in response to God's unconditional love. Well, hello and welcome to Kindred Church. It's great to be with you if we've not met before. My name is Daniel. I'm the pastor here. And if this is your first time to tune in with us, we're especially glad that you've joined us today. Uh, Our scripture reading for this morning comes from Psalm 22. We're looking at verses 1 through 11. And it says this, My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my anguished groans? My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. You are the Holy One, enthroned. You are Israel's praise. Our ancestors trusted you. They trusted you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you, and they were saved. They trusted you, and they weren't ashamed. But I'm just a worm, less than human, insulted by one person, despised by another. All who see me make fun of me. They gape, shaking their heads. He committed himself to the Lord, so let God rescue him. Let God deliver him because God likes him so much. But God, you are the one who pulled me from the womb, placing me safely at my mother's breasts. I was thrown on you from birth. You've been my God since I was in my mother's womb. Please don't be far from me, because trouble is near, and there's no one to help. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today we're in the third part of this series that we're doing called Where is God? Two weeks ago, we talked about where is God when I'm exhausted. Last week, we talked about where is God when I'm rejected. If you missed those two, you can go back and and catch up uh, on those. Uh, But today we're talking about where is God when I'm struggling? Where is God when I'm struggling? And just like the the last two parts of of this series, this topic of struggle is not a whole lot of fun to think about, but it is important to think about because the reality is all of us go through times in our lives when we're struggling. You know, you wouldn't always know that just by looking at us. You wouldn't always know that just through our our Instagram or or our Facebook and what we put forward. Most of us are are pretty good at hiding our struggles most of the time. But but the truth is that underneath the the projection and and the the face that, that we put out publicly, all of us go through times of struggle And my guess would be that very many of us are in a place of struggle in in some area of our life right now. You know, some of us have lost a loved one and we're struggling with that. Some of us have mental health challenges that we're facing right now and and we're struggling with that. I've heard from some of you, you're you're going through infertility right now and, and you're struggling with that. Some of us have struggles related to our career We have financial things that we're struggling with. Some of us are are struggling with loneliness. We feel like we're struggling in our marriage or or we're struggling in our parenting. Or or maybe it's that we're struggling with with something related to our physical health. Uh, All of us, in one way or another, we we go through times in our lives when we are struggling. And, And obviously that's painful. And that can be one of those experiences that can lead us to ask this question of, of where is God? 
Where is God? Because when we're struggling, it can be really hard in those times to feel God, right? And we can begin to wonder, God, are you really with me? God, are you really here? Because if you are, then why am I struggling? And if you are, then why aren't you making these struggles stop? And, and sometimes we can find ourselves asking, God, are you there at all? Or do you even exist at all? A number of years ago, uh, I went through uh, th this experience where, where somebody that I care about very deeply was uh, having a whole lot of struggles with her mental health. And it was manifesting in some, some really, really hurtful and destructive ways. Hurtful to her, herself, uh, hurtful to people uh, around her. And there was a particularly dark time when it was just like crisis after crisis, pain on top of pain, uh, heartbreak on top of heartbreak. And, and the doctors were doing everything they could to try to help. There was other professionals involved that were doing everything they could to try to help. Everybody in the support system was doing everything they could to try to help, but nothing seemed to be working at all. And, and everybody involved just felt powerless. And a lot of us began to feel pretty hopeless, honestly, because it just seemed like this was getting worse and worse and that it was never going to get better. I know some of you have gone through challenges with your mental health or someone that you love has gone through that. And so you know just how deep that darkness really can be. And I remember kind of in the, in the thick of that, I would be praying and asking, God, where are you? You know, you see what she's going through. You see what all of us are, are, are going through here. You see how hard we're struggling. Would it be so much for you to lend us a, a hand? Why aren't you doing anything, God? And if I'm honest, in, in some of my darkest of moments in that season, I found myself questioning, God, are you even here at all? Do you even exist at all, God? So I don't know what the struggles are in, in your life, but I know that you have some. And my guess would be that, that you've been through a time when, when you found yourself asking, God, where are you, God? Do you even exist at all? If, if you're not in that place right now, I'm sure that you know somebody who is. And I'm sure all of us know somebody who has walked away from church or, or walked away from faith because of the experience of, of struggling and, and just not being able to get past these heavy questions. So in light of that, in light of that, here's a super important question for all of us. I think this is relevant to all of us. How can I find God in those times when I can't feel God? Let's say that again. How can I find God in those times of struggle when, when I can't feel God? Or another way to, to think about this is, is how can I keep trusting God? How can I lean on God in those times of struggle when I'm questioning whether God even exists at all? Those are heavy questions, but those are really important for all of us to think about. And, and as we consider these uh, today, it's important for us to remember that we're not the first people to, to run into these questions because we are not at all the first people to experience struggle and we're not the first people to have that affect our faith. You, you may not know this, but the Bible is actually filled with stories of people who went through these very same experiences. The Bible is full of people who faced really intense struggles, not so different from the ones that we face today, and they also asked, where is God? They also asked, how can I find God when I can't feel God? So, so there's a lot of passages of Scripture that we could look at today to, to help guide our, our thinking about this experience. 
Uh, But for our purposes, I want us to focus in on this passage that we read from Psalm 22. And that's because there's a very powerful insight in this psalm that, that helps us know how we can find God even when we can't feel God. Uh, so so this, uh, as we get into the, the psalm here, uh, this may be a review for some of you, but uh, about a thousand years before Jesus, so that's about 3,000 years ago from today, uh, there was this guy named David. And when we first meet David in Scripture, he's little David. He's a little shepherd boy, lives out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows him. Nobody's heard of him. But little David, some of you know this story, he ends up killing this giant named Goliath. He uses his slingshot. You know, some of you remember that story. Uh, and in the aftermath of that event, David becomes very, very famous in the region of Israel. He grows up and he ends up becoming the king of Israel. And throughout David's life, uh, he is very, very faithful to God. He has a few notable blunders here and there, but, but by and large, he's very faithful to God. And certainly throughout his life, God is very faithful to David. And he proves to be a really exceptional king over Israel. Uh, he experiences a lot of success in his life in a lot of different ways. And that's why he uh, is remembered as one of the great heroes in all of scripture. Now, however, you may not know this, But David, just like you, just like me, despite the fact that he's a biblical hero, despite the fact that he had a lot of success in in life, just like us, David went through some times of really, really intense struggle in his life. Uh, We don't know what exactly he was struggling with in the the moment that we're going to be looking at today, Um, but what we can tell is that David was going through a a time where, for whatever reason, uh, he was feeling lost, he was feeling abandoned. He was feeling betrayed, and he was feeling completely, completely hopeless. So in that time, uh, David uh, sits down. I imagine this happened at night. Like David, you know, he's, he's got whatever this is weighing on him. He, he can't sleep. So he goes to his desk. He lights a candle because they didn't have electricity. Uh, we don't exactly know the context. That's kind of how I imagine it. But we do know that in this time, David sits down and he writes this prayer And this prayer is what we now know as Psalm 22. And so with that context in mind, hear again the the way that David begins this powerful prayer and and see if you can relate to this at all. Uh, Verse 1 here, David says, My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Or traditionally that's translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He goes on in in verse 2, My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. He says, even at nighttime, I don't stop. David is, is saying to God in this honest, real, raw way, he's saying, God, I am struggling here, and I can't feel you, God. Where are you? I'm starting to wonder if you even exist at all. Already here, I think one thing we can note in this psalm is that it's okay for us to say those same things to God. We don't need to feel guilty. We don't need to feel ashamed for questioning where is God. We don't need to feel guilty or ashamed for wondering or questioning or or even doubting God's existence. David was as close to anybody, uh, to, was as close to God as, as just about anybody in Scripture, and we see him doing that here, 
right? Um, so, so it's okay to do that. We, we can be honest with, with God about what we're feeling. But fortunately for David, and fortunately for, for us, uh, David doesn't stay in that place. That's not where his prayer stops. You know, he could have stopped there. He could have said, God, I'm struggling. God, I can't feel you, so I'm done. I'm just going to conclude that, that you're not with me and, and, and that you don't exist, and I'm just going to walk away entirely. Did David could have done that, but that's not what he does. Watch what he does instead here. David takes a, a deep breath, and he slows down. He takes a, a step back. And then David uses the power of his memory to help him see beyond this present dark moment of struggle. Let me say that again. D David uses the power of his memory to help him see beyond this particular moment. D David remembers that he is not the first person to experience struggle like this. And David remembers he's not the first person to, to question where is God and to feel like God is, is absent from him. So, so here's what David says in, in verse 3 of the psalm. He says, God, you are the Holy One enthroned. You are Israel's praise. He goes on in verse 4. Our ancestors, thinking back to the past now, right? Using his memory. Our ancestors, they trusted you. They trusted you, he says, and you abandoned them, let them down, uh, did forsake them. No, 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 none of that. You tr they, they trusted you and you rescued them, David says. That they cried out to you, God, and they were saved. Our ancestors trusted you and they were not ashamed. David is using his memory here and he's thinking, you know, there were times in history, there were times in the past when our ancestors were really, really struggling. And when they were in the middle of that moment, they couldn't feel God. They felt like they had been abandoned by God. But as we look then and see how did their story actually play out, we see that God led them through. It wasn't always in the way that they wanted Certainly wasn't always in the timeline that they wanted, but, but in hindsight, we can see that even though they couldn't feel God in those moments, God was there with them in those moments. God just wasn't done yet. God was with them. God just wasn't done yet. David, uh, a few verses later in the psalm, he, he applies this the same way of thinking to himself and, and to his own past personally. And he goes, you know, come to think of it, this is not the first time I've been in a place of struggle. This is not the first time I've questioned where is God and felt like God wasn't with me. But as I think back about my past and how these past situations have played out, just like my ancestors, God got me through it as well. It wasn't always in the way that I wanted. It wasn't always on the timeline that I wanted. But in hindsight, I can see God was with me all along. God was there in those moments. God just wasn't done yet. You see how David is using his memory to help him see beyond this present moment. What I love about this is that this is something that we can do ourselves. This is so practical because I bet you can think of a time from your past when you were struggling, when you were feeling like God wasn't actually with you, but then you look back in hindsight and you can see, oh, God really was there all alone. I hadn't been abandoned after all, and I don't know what this might look like in, in your life, but, but maybe it's that, you know, you were in a romantic relationship earlier in your life. And at some point you got dumped or, or maybe you were in a marriage and, and it ended in, in divorce and, and understandably you, you felt crushed 
You felt like it was over. Maybe you felt like you would never find love again. You would never find companionship again in your life. But, but, but fast forward some months, fast forward some years, fast forward however long, and maybe you have found companionship. Maybe you found your soulmate, even when there's no way you could have seen that coming before. Or maybe for you that this looks like uh, something career-related. Maybe you, you kept getting passed over for that promotion at some point in your past. Passed over, passed over, and, and you were crushed by that. And it felt like you had no future. And maybe you were in a place of struggle feeling like, uh, God, where are you? But then fast forward some months, fast forward some years, and you ended up in a job that was way better than that particular promotion ever was anyway. Uh, maybe for you, and, and for some of us, this was many years ago, but you, know, you, you applied to the college that you so wanted to get into, but you didn't get in, and you were crushed, and you were struggling, and you were wondering, where is God? But, but fast forward some months, fast forward some years, and it's all worked out. Or maybe for others of you, it, it looks a little bit different. Maybe you don't have like a happily ever after type story like this, uh, but maybe, maybe for you it looks something like this. Maybe you went through a season of depression that, that was so dark and you felt like this is never going to get better. I'm never even going to be able to get out of bed uh, again. And maybe that's still something that you struggle with. It's not a happily ever after experience, but maybe it's not as bad as it once was. Maybe you can look back and see, wow, I thought I could never get out of bed again, but here I am, out of bed, living my life, right? Or, or maybe for you, it's that, that at some point in your past, uh, you, you lost a loved one, and you felt like so, oh, oh, so weighed down by the grief of that experience, you felt like, I can't go on. You felt like, I'll never find joy ever again, and maybe that grief is still something that you struggle with. But you have been able to find joy. You have been able, at least in some ways in, in your life, to, to carry on with, with things. Again, I don't, I don't know what it looks like for you, but I bet that most of us, if we really stop and think about it, we can identify a time in our past when we were struggling, when it felt like God wasn't with us. But then in hindsight, we can see God really was there the whole time. God was, was just not done yet. That's the way of thinking that David models for us here in Psalm 22, using the power of our memory to help us see beyond the darkness of this present moment. This is a lot like um, cognitive behavioral therapy. For those of you that are familiar with CBT in modern psychology, David has this thought, I'm struggling, therefore God is not with me. And, and then he challenges that thought in an intentional way. He thinks about his, his past. He thinks about his ancestors' past. He goes, wait a second. My struggles don't mean that God is, is not with me because I felt this way before and God was with me before. See, David was doing CBT before it was, it was cool. And this, that the point I'm driving at, is that this is one powerful way that we can find God even when we can't feel God. This is one powerful way that we can trust God and lean on God even when we find ourselves questioning, is God with me and, and does God even exists. When I'm struggling, it feels like God is, is not with me, but my past experience shows me that doesn't mean that God's not there. It simply means that God's not done yet, that the truth is God is there with me, and God is going to keep working until God is done. And it may not always happen in the way that I want. It may not always be on the timeline that I want. It may not even be in this life, but God is going to keep working and keep working 
until God's will is done completely on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, The the reason that we know that all of this is actually true, uh, the reason we know just how true this actually is, is because of Jesus. I I don't know if you know this, but uh, even Jesus went through times of of deep, dark struggle. Uh, Even Jesus went through times when, when he was asking, where is God? I mean, the ultimate example of this is, is Good Friday. So think about what happened on Good Friday. Jesus had been arrested. He had been tortured. He had been beaten. Uh, his closest friends had abandoned him. One of his very best friends had actually betrayed him, which led to all of this. Jesus was sentenced to death. And as he was dying, it looked for all the world like Jesus was a failure, like his ministry was going to come to nothing, like his whole life had been basically worthless. That's how it appeared. And as Jesus is is hanging on the cross, I mean, can you imagine a greater example of struggle than that? I mean, as Jesus is hanging on the cross, he's, he's struggling to even breathe. And do you remember what Jesus says in that moment? From the cross, with his last breaths, Jesus actually quotes the first verse of Psalm 22. He cries out, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Now, why does Jesus say that in this moment? He's proclaiming to himself and he's proclaiming to all of us, hey, when you're struggling like this, it's okay to ask these hard questions. It's okay to wonder and to question and to doubt. But the truth is, even as you question that, God really is there with you. God hasn't abandoned you. God is just not done yet. So Jesus quotes Psalm 22 with his final breath, and then he dies. It's the end. It's done. It's over, period. So everyone thought, right? I once heard a preacher say, don't you ever put a period where God has put a comma. Don't you ever put a period where God has put a a comma. Three days later, what happened? Three days later, Jesus was alive again. And he's still alive today. And that proves to us that that God is going to keep working. And God is going to keep working even in the face of death, even after death. God is going to keep working on us. God is going to keep working on our situations. God is going to keep working on this world until God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the, the promise. That's at the very heart of our faith as Christians. But but the challenge with all of this is that in those times when we need to remember this truth the most, those are actually the times when it's hardest to remember. Because when we're in the deep darkness of a struggle, it's hard for us to remember that we need to remember the, the ways that God has been at work through similar situations we've faced in the past, right? And so what we all need is we need people in our lives and we need habits in our lives that can keep pulling us back to this perspective and pulling us back to this truth when we need it. And so I wonder, who are those people in your life? And what are those habits in your life, it could be Christian friends. We all need Christian friends. You know, it's fine to have non-Christian friends. I have non-Christian friends. That, that's, that's great. But we also need friends who are Christians because they can give us this faith perspective and, and they can pull us back to, to, to this reminder that even when we're struggling and it feels like God is not there, God is there and God's going to see us through. 
Uh, we could join a, a small group. You know, I'm always saying this, but, but keep coming to worship, not just when you feel like it, but make it a habit because when we worship and we hear the story of Scripture and we, we see what God has done in the past through song, through the Scripture itself, through the prayers that we pray, uh, all of that broadens our perspective and, and helps us have that important context in which to interpret our own present struggles. Here, let me give you uh, one, one suggestion that you may not have thought of. And that is one way to do this is, is to make sure that you join a volunteer team with us, a Sunday volunteer team at Kindred Church. And I'll tell you why this is, is so powerful. Uh, first of all, it's not going to take much of your time. We're talking about several hours a, a month for, for most of our volunteer positions. But if you join a volunteer team, uh, every time you serve, I can guarantee you, and, and I think the, the current volunteers will back me up on this, you're going to see God at work. You're going to see God at work in your fellow volunteers and their lives. You're going to see God at work in the lives of people who come to worship with us at Kindred Church. You're going to see God at work through the impact that you make through your volunteering. And if you're in a place of struggle, that is such a powerful perspective to help you remember, hey, God's still here. God's still with me. But whatever this situation is, God's just not done yet. Uh, so, so however you do it. You need people in your life. You need habits in your life that will remind you of that truth so that it's not just up to you to remember it when you need it the, the, the most. The, the, the truth is, sometimes we struggle and sometimes we can't feel God, but the truth is that God is just not done yet. And God's promise to us is that God is going to keep working God is going to keep working on us, on our situations, on this world over and over as long as it takes until God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me pray for us. A loving God, a compassionate God, uh, this is a heavy topic for us to think about, Lord. Um, all of us, as we've noted, go, go through times of, of struggle and there's a lot that we don't understand about that, God. Sometimes later in our lives, we can look back and, and we can see why we had to struggle and, and we can see the fruit of that and the benefit of that. Sometimes, God, we, we have struggles that we can never explain and that we can't understand how anything good could ever come from that, Lord. Uh, so there's a lot that, that we don't know. But, but God, help us to, to keep trusting in you. Help us to keep trusting in your presence. Help us to keep finding you even when we can't feel you, God. Um, we're so grateful for the example of, of David and, and others who, who teach us this powerful way that we can lean on our experience with you in the past and, and the experience with you that others have had in the past to, to help reinforce the, the truth of this promise that you are with us, that you're just not done yet. God, help us to, to keep trusting that you are going to keep working on us and our situations in our world until your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, for anybody who's in a place of struggle today, uh, be with them, guide them, help them to know that you will, one way or another, may not be on their timeline, may not be in the way that they want, but one way or another, you will see them through. Thank you for that, God. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, friends, a few things here quickly for us before we go. Uh, first of all, if you're local, we would love to see you in in-person worship. If you get on our website, it's kindrednc.church. You can get all the information about how to join us in person. Uh, if you're new to us at Kindred, I would love to connect with you. Click the connect link in the description. Fill out the short form. I'll reach out to you later this week. I look forward to saying hey. And as always, check out the announcements link in the description. That'll show you this week's newsletter, which has everything you need to, to get involved with us and 
and to stay up to speed on ways that you can uh, grow in your faith here with us at Kindred Church. Uh, With that, friends, remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week and may the peace of Christ be with you. Thanks for tuning in. If this message was meaningful to you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also find it meaningful. To support this ministry, to get involved with Kindred Church, or to learn more about us, check out our website, kindrednc.church. We hope you have a great week. Thank you.